Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is um, Lamitet. And uh, we pick up on the bottom of Lamit Chedamit Bet. And we're in the middle of a sugya about Pirchas Kohanim. And um, we pick up with the Amr Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi, five lines from the bottom. Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi had a, uh, a string of statements um, around Birchas Kohanim. Um, and um, so again, so bottom of Lamad Chedamabet, the Amr Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi, about five lines before the lines get wide. We were talking about a number of his statements about the importance of being, of having a gener- uh, that a bracha is only for somebody with, you know, should be given by only that, talking about the Birchas Hamazon, but obviously related to Birchas Kohanim of somebody who's like a Tovayin, somebody who's of a, you know, a sense of generosity and well-wishing. Um, so it's not just, there's also the very non-verbal part of what gets communicated um, in the bracha. Um, so with that, as opposed to the Tsar Ayin, which communicates even to the birds, like it doesn't matter if you can speak or not speak or what he's saying in his words, the attitude gets communicated. So with that, it's five lines before the lines get wide, Vamar Rabbi Yoshua Ben Levi, Ein Egla, thank you, Ein Egla Arufa Ba Ela Bishvil the only reason that we have to deal with Egla Rufa with these cases about murder and so on and we don't know who did it all those things ultimately they happened because people were not generous enough and were stingy um, that's actually interestingly the whole next parak is Egla Rufa um, we did not spill this blood why do they have to deny that they were the murderers without ever concern occurred to us. So um so Haim Ella Lobali Adenu Patranuhu um uh Patranuhu Veloba Inu Vinu Vinihanu Lobali Adenu Patranuhu. He did not come to our hands and we just uh, exempted him, we just like uh, dismissed him. Belomazonot, we didn't do it without you know if he came if he would have asked us, we would have provided him with food. Lower Inuhu Vinachanuhu Belovaya and if he came to us we would not have abandoned him without accompaniment. So we did not we were not aware of it had we been aware that there was this person passing through the town we would have made sure to have provided him with food and with accompaniment but the suggestion being that maybe they did not were not aware and did not uh, were not were not somehow to be blamed but the the idea being that presumably though that's the scenario the scenario is, is that he was passing through town he didn't have food he didn't have accompaniment and as a result something happened because somebody was not taking care of him right so Rashi sort of says maybe he tried to rob somebody's food and the other person killed him um, but you know as a result of the fact that he was left abandoned and not taken care of that's how this thing happened um, okay, yeah let's just keep on moving it's actually interesting because around the issues that come up today around uh, partnership minyanim, you know is the whole issue about uh, a famous truth of the Marami Rittenberg about an ir shakulokanim and how who you know how do you deal deal with the division of the aliyot? Right? Does every do you give kohen for all seven aliyot? And he talked about uh, about well, you know, if the tzibur could be mochel and it's kavod, so you can give women aliyot, so you don't have to do all the aliyot as kohen. So that's interesting in terms of contemporary discussions. But this is a similar discussion. But it's here the focus is not aliyot, but birchas kohenim. Um, so beda knesses shekula kohanim kulam kulan olim leduchan. They all get up and give the birchas kohenim. So the Gemara says, 
Rabbim, so who's there to receive their bracha? Yeah. I'm Reb Zerah, Lachem Shebesadot, to everybody else that's out in the field. Well, but, but they're not in the position. They're, but that's, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but that's not the position we're in right now. If they're all in the Duchan, somebody else has to be the receiver. So the receiver is, their intent is, the other people that's part of the congregation, even if it's not physically here, there are people that are part of the congregation that don't always show up to show that they're out in the field, they also get the bracha. Aini, is this really true? That if people are behind the Kohanim, you have to be in front of the Kohanim. If you're behind the Kohanim, you're not included in the bracha. The bracha is directed towards the people in front of them. Remember, the Gemara before also said, panim keneged panim, face to face. So if you're not there and you're behind them, so certainly if you're out of the show altogether, so the Gemara says, low kasha, it's not difficult. It depends whether uh, the reason they're not in shul is it out of their control or not. If it's out of their control, then they're not to be blamed and they receive the bracha. If, however, they could have been there and they're choosing not to be there, then they don't get the bracha. So the people behind the backs of the Kohanim are people that could be in front of the Kohanim. So if you're essentially pull, taking yourself out of the community by your essentially choice to be away when you could be there, or you know, your just choice to be behind when you could be in front, then they, you're excluded. But if you, there's nothing you can do about it, then the bracha goes to everybody. So if you overslept, it's unnecessary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be, it would be uneasy, sure, totally. Okay, so, uh, I mean, you know, the question has to do where you put shogeg in that. Okay, and... Uh, yeah, let's not embellish, it's not necessary to embellish that. Anyway, right, well, let's take a look, I, I hold that off, yes, but I want to take a look for one second, because, um, because we're going to see another relevant piece to this data, so hold off. That actually you do split it up so that there's people physically present who can be in the category to receive the bracha. So the Gemara says, okay, good point. The question is, if you have exactly ten, there's no way you can divide it so there can't be a kahal left to receive the bracha. But if you have more than ten, then you can have some go up and you, you well you do have some go up and a minion remain below so you have a tzibur at least that is receiving the bracha okay by the way it is interesting right it's not well that's what I'm going to say yes it is I mean Kosovarchu et b'nei Yisrael it's not a bracha that you give to individuals you need a tzibur you know for this so yeah so you need there to be a be'asara it's embedded in Chazar as a shot so you wouldn't necessarily think true that's true right 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 you know it's I guess it's an interesting question if what happens if you for Svardim no 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 for Svardim who do it I mean for Ashkenazim it isn't a question I mean can I have a question on Yantiv but what happened if you lost your minion right if you lose right. your minion after you start Shemona Esrei right. um, you still do the Shemokhazar Sashat do you do the Birchus Kohanim right after, after Kedusha let's say yeah, yeah. how about Kedusha you lose your no minion. that you would do that you would do but that but if you think about Birchus Kohanim not just as a piece of Shemona Esrei but independent and an independent thing that requires a minion it's an interesting question I mean I'm sure there's a lot I'm sure there's a plaque about that. I just don't know it. Never happened to you in a Sephardi minion that you lost the minion no, before Chazar Shashat? No, Baruch Hashem. We're lucky that when we get the minion. <laughs> <laughs> right. It takes you so long to get a minion that once you have it, you don't lose it. We do it on Shabbat. Right. Right. My question is... Wait, wait. Jen had a question. No, no. If you don't do it when there's only individuals to receive it. 
Okay. I'm sorry, I do not mean that you don't, individual Kohanim don't make it. You don't do it with this. Oh, oh, but no, but that's not. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the formal Birchas Kohanim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's not like. Yeah, there are interesting questions about. Right, 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 right. Right, but, though, but you're saying Sukim, but it does actually raise interesting questions. Like, let's say I was Yisrael and I wanted to walk up there. I won't say the Brach, I'll just walk up. I mean, I won't say the Brach. Once a, you know, so obviously to do it in the capacity of a Kohen you're not allowed but right, to do it right. not in that capacity like, right yeah it's an interesting question exactly what that boundary you is yeah in, you know the whole bunch of regatta uh, about Tzavi yeah so does this is any of this actually translate to Allah like you know like to who to give like someone people are there for your, your table you want to give someone the Zimun is that or let's say a coin is known to be like a Tzavi uh, yeah people prevent I mean this you don't like it you're, you're kind of no, no, no. all those kind of things all right so obviously those statements are sort of more sort of and they are technical halacha you know but it is I think relevant for the Nusach HaBracha that we're going to get to I mean not to sort of ruin the surprise but you know the very fact they say yeah where did the Ba'ahava come from it just says Israel. so I think that that really is sort of reflecting that true bracha comes from you know that you know tov ayin and comes from Ahava but no you're not saying like well actually I'm a pretty stingy guy so I guess I'm not going to be all over yeah. Going. So, <laughs> like, no, no, we don't say that. That's Charlie. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, um, so right now we have the idea that, as um, Jonathan was saying, the bracha goes out to everybody unless you somehow have excluded yourself. But obviously, it's better that there should be a tzibur present. So, when possible, that there is a tzibur present, um, you do. You need to. It's actually interesting. You need a tzibur to say it. That if you have a, if you have a. Speak sense of Kohanim, you wouldn't say it if there are five Kohanim shut up. Again, it's part of, I guess, this point that it's part of Chazar Sarshat. You need a Tzibur to say it, but you don't need a Tzibur to receive it. But ideally, you should have a Tzibur to receive it. Um, so, physically present. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, I also wonder what's the story about Am Sheba Like, It's one thing if you live in a town, right, and a lot of people are out in the fields during the day when you're having, when you're davening, not everybody comes to show. What if you live in a, I mean, this happened in the Middle Ages, you know, but one could also imagine nowadays there's a tiny little you know, Jewish synagogue that just gets a minion, right? Or, you know, um, and let's say there's no Am Sheba Sadot, right? Would you do it in a case where, I mean, there would have to be an interesting intersection. It would be, you know, a space message that's Kulo <laughs> and there's no Am Sheba Sadot. But let's say the, the, the next views are, you know, uh, two towns over. Is it, you know, would it include anybody, you know, any part of Kla Yisrael, or does it have to somehow be associated in some way with your community? That which is the sense that one gets here. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Um, okay. Gufa. You have to have ten in the minion. Yeah, you need a minion in order to do Birchus Kohanim, right? So, I mean, and if the coin goes up and less than a minion is left, you know, behind, you know, you would still know. You'd still do it. You'd still do it. The Gemara is just saying that if it's possible to keep a minion below, you know, oh, so you're saying what if you would have like eight Yisrael and two Kohanim? No, I mean, uh, uh, what would it be? Three Kohanim. No. Yeah, like one or two. eleven. No, you'd have eleven. You'd have a, a, eleven in the congregation, and two of them would be kohanim. Should they both go up, or should one remain below so you could have a minion rela- re- remaining below? Right. That, that minion below in order to say. No, because we said the Am Sheba Sadot. You can say it without the minion below. Because, yeah, yeah, you can say it without the minion below because of the Am Sheba Sadot. Because of the people outside the show that it goes to. But if you can get a minion below, if you can construct it so that you're left with a minion below, then you should. 
Okay? Do you need the minion in the shul No, no. Even if it's like three in the congregation? No, 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 no. One more time. You don't do Birchus Kohanim without a minion. You don't. You don't. Okay? Now, when you, it's time for Birchus Kohanim. If the people that go up to the minion will leave a minion below, right, ideally they should. But in a case where they won't, you still continue with Birchus Kohanim because of the Amshad Sadot. And there's still a minion. So now right, there's still a total minion. They but, count for the minion of people right. receiving it, but the Kohanim still count as a minion. Yeah, it's an actual minion. Yeah, it's an actual minion present in the show. Yes. One guy all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, we're continuing. But I will tell you the two questions I want to look into that I think are relevant is what do you do without Kulo Kohanim? What do you do if there's 11 people and two Kohanim? Does one go up and one remain below or do two go up? That's an interesting question. And also, what do you do? What? Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. And what do you do if there's, what do you call it? What do you do if there's, uh, um, not, yeah, what do you do if the minion leaves? Right. There's Birchus Kohanim just like the rest of Chazar Sashat for that. So two interesting questions. I'll try to check into that. Okay, so now continuing in the Gemara. And now we get to this question of who else is included in the bracha. Um, the Gemara says like this. Gufa. The people behind the Kohanim are not part of the bracha. So we said they could have been in front and it's panim, kineget panim, and so on. So the Gemara says, Pshita, it's obvious to us that arichi ba'ape gutsi, if you've got a tall guy in front of a short guy, sounds like every time I go to the movies, okay, lo mafsiki, that does not, that does not interrupt, okay? So, so, because, so you are, you're standing in the back of the show, and the tall people have the seats in front of you. So are they blocking you facing the Kohanim? So he says, that's obviously not a hefseg. Okay, because Rashi says, like, ain't the dove so fair. I, I mean, you know, we get stadium seating in the show, but okay. Uh, but Teva, teva Lomavsky, if you've got the Teva, right, the, um, you know, the, uh, the Bima, that's not a hefseg if, if your Bima is between you and the Kohanim. But Mechitza Mai, but let's say you're standing behind a Mechitza. What is the story? Now, this is and talking about women behind the mechitz. I mean, we could discuss that, but uh, A, the Gemara tends to talk about men, not women, and B, you know, raises interesting questions about mechitz at the time of Chazal, which I don't want to get into right now. But anyway, but that's not the context. So, is you just happen to be standing behind some divider, okay? Behind a wall, you're, right, you're outside here, you're, you know, you're in, the, you're in the vestibule, there happens to be some type of a divider that you're standing behind, that's the context. Now, the case of behind the mechitz, the Gemara is concerned only with women. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's assuming that, uh, whatever, for, mul- for multiple reasons, I don't think the Gemara is con- talking about our context. But let's take a look at Tosos. Mechitza Mai. So Tosos asks an, inter- an important framing question. He says, We have to be talking about, uh, it seems we're talking about the fact that they're not on us. If they were on us, for some reason they couldn't enter into the show. Okay? Because obviously, you know, if it goes out to people outside of the show, so obviously a mechitz isn't worse than being out in the field. But then Tosh was asked the question, one minute. Okay, so they're not anisi. If they're anisi, then it goes out to everybody. They're not anisi. So why is it possibly better to be behind a mechitz in front of them than it would be to be without a mechitz behind them? Right? Do you understand the question? Right? Without a mechitz behind them seems less blocked 
then in front of Mechitza. So Tosav says, Yerushlomar, Am Shachui Akonim, Ma'im Ba'atzman, Kilu Eina Bracha Chashuva Be'inehem. Tuchsiv Emor Lahem, Panim Keneged Panim, Be'ilam Dima Churei Oref. Right, to go behind somebody is like you're, ta- you're taking yourself out of the, uh, you're not facing them, you're not part of the community that's receiving it, you're not, you, you have no interest, you know, you're, you're behind them. Okay? And you're not, so, love, so it says, Aval Behefsek Mechitza, Kimzu Okaim Yachurei Oref, you're not standing behind their, you know, the back of their heads. So we, we don't see that that would be such an issue. They say, you know, you might not be able to see their face, but you're at least facing them. They're facing you and you're facing them even if you can't actually see their face. Okay? So you understand, right? Like if you're in a rock concert, right? Uh, I've never been in a rock concert in my life, but okay, if you're in a rock concert, you know, it could be a huge crowd. You can't see the stage, but it's different being in front of the stage than being behind the stage. Okay? So if you're in front, even if there's something blocked, it's very different. Maybe you have a 360 stage. I, actually, I went to one where they were just rotating the whole time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Anyway, so that's the point. It's a very interesting concept. Point. If you're honest, you're included. But if you're not honest, being behind the Kohanim is much more taking yourself out of the community than being in front behind the Mechitza. Okay, so what's the story? So the Gemara says, Amai, Toshma, three lines from the bottom, come in here. The Amr of Yushu bin Levi, Afilu Mechitza Shabarjo, Enema Sekas Ben Shel of Yim Shabashimayim. Even an iron uh, curtain, an iron wall, does not divide between Israel and their, God, and, and their Father in heaven. So this, does not, uh, this is not a problem. Now, right. Now, the question is, right. So, the interesting, the interesting question that there's a long process of, which I won't do the specifics, is that there's other Gemaras that speak about the fact that you cannot combine the Tibor if some are in different rooms and behind a wall and questions about a big room and a small room and Tosas' resolution which is pretty much universally accepted is the difference between um, um, being Mitzari for Minyan to say that you have a basic Tzibor you need them fundamentally in the same place once you have a basic Tzibor in a place then everybody else you know it connects to that Tzibor if that Tzibor is in one place and is allowed to do Birchas Kohanim Chazar Sashat Tvarim Shebetusha you need that presence in one place for a Tzibor and then every and then if other people are behind mechitzas, they also can be mitzareif, can, you know, connect to that core, to that core minion. Does that, what? Like the water of a mix. <laughs> right, yeah, as long as you have the apartment, so you can. Anyway. Oh, I don't want to get there. That's a good question, but I'm not going to get there right now. Okay, so anyway, but I want to look at, there's a beautiful language at the end of this Tosos. It starts at our Amud, but it continues, Lamates Amad Aleph, towards the bottom, before the wide lines, where Tosos says like this. He says, um, he says, Vahid Aperik ain't omdim. You see, it's like about ten lines before the lines get wide. It's, it starts with Daflamad Beramud Bet there. Vahid Aperik ain't omdim. Dam Rebelezim. Yom Shachar Beis Amikdash. Mufsika Chomas Barzel Ben Yisrael Avim Shabashamayim. Almost the exact words. It is Mafsik. Mafsik Ben Yisrael Avim Shabashamayim. There's this iron machitza between us and God from the Chorban Habayis. Says, Lo Shaykhullah. That's not relevant here. Vahid Amar Lugabi Hash Ain Shilasa Mikubeles. Kemosha Bikmizman Beis Amikdash Kayam. Our prayers are not as immediately Received. It's harder to get our prayers through. Okay, new. Whether the congregation will receive the bracha from the Kohanim, or the Sheikh Tibu will be Motsias, okay, that 
they will also, you know, receive, you know, you know, get the bracha. As far as God is concerned, the mechitza between the community, like God doesn't see the walls between us. It's actually you can make a whole drash out of it. <laughs> there might sometimes be seen a wall between us and God, but sometimes, like from God's perspective, He's not acknowledging that if there are like mechitzas between us. So nice little drash there. Anyway, <laughs> so I assume from this Tosafot that um, they were saying that the function of the Shiach keyboard is to be mostly someone who could Well, that's how it used to be. I mean, whether, yeah, I don't think he's going into unpacking its contemporary aspect. Okay, let's continue. The Marshall's like this. So we got some Mechitzah Shabar stuff. Um, Ibailu, they raised the question. Study Mahu. Let's say they're not behind and not in front of the Kohanim. Let's say they're alongside the Kohanim. So what's the story? Amar Abba Barmari Rava, Amar Baravashi, Tashmad, Nan, Yiskavin Lahazu Sifanov, Yizalacharav, You're trying to sprinkle for ashes of Paraduma in front of you. And you have to intentionally spray, you have to have Kavana. And accidentally, some of the water, you know, flew back. Um, and it sprinkled on things behind you. You're trying to sprinkle on things behind you and accidentally some sprinkled on stuff before you. It's invalid. Now, if you went ahead and tried to sprinkle in front of you and what it did actually was it, it, it hit on things that are to the side of me, but it says bifana, but Rashi just says it means not to the side and behind, but alongside me. That's the way of describing like it's alongside me. So in that case, that's kosher. That's included in, in front of me. So even though I was thinking about the things in front of me, included in that are things that are alongside well, like, me. Right in front of the corneum, and it wouldn't make sense otherwise. Oh, what do you mean not right in front? Well, no, no, it could have the... No, it could be a huge hole, I'm like, you know... No, 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 we're not saying this. We're just saying, no, no. That's, the question is not to the side, but in front. The question is to the side, but not in front. Alongside. Okay, so alongside is considered to be included in in front. All right. Amarava Baravuna. Once the Sefer, this is a real, uh, a real challenge for people. I mean, maybe, you know, once the Sefer Torah is open, you can't talk. Even in, even in Halacha, even in like Torah, you're not allowed to talk. You have to be respectful of the Sefer Torah, the Dvar Hashem, that's something in front of you. Let's read a little. When it was open, the whole nation stood. And standing means they were silent. Okay? They stopped. I have, you know, my, I, I, you know, I, I, my desire is that they should just not, not speak. Ki amdulo anu od that they should stand and no longer respond. So standing and responding, right? As, as opposed to what the drasha by it says um, by Abraham, mm-hmm. So here's right? Okay, so silent prayer. There you go. Anyway, so it's to be silent. And all the people were paying attention. So he's actually saying it's not just enough to be silent. You have to go. Yeah, exactly. You have to go one step further. You have to be attentive. Um, now, now we're going to go back to Kohanim. So I, I want to say something about this. So it seems to me like blazingly obvious that the point here is about like showing respect to the Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah is open and you're, you know, talking about something else. You're turning your attention away from it. You know, what does that say fundamentally about your relationship to, uh, you know, even if it's Dimrei Torah, but nevertheless, it's like, the, you know, the actual written Torah, the, dvar, the written representation of Zvar Hashem, once that's open and exposed before you, how could you sort of be turning your attention, you know, away to any degree? And that's even before the issue about like 
listening. It's not about listening. It's about like not doing something else and not even when the Torah is being read. It's what's, as soon as it's open. Interestingly, some Achronim want to bring this as a, as a, as a proof that there's a Chovas Yochid to listen to Kriya Satora. You know, to me, that's like absurd. Well, you have to be quiet and, and you have to listen. Why do you have to be quiet and listen? Obviously, because every individual is quiet listen, which is like crazy. Then just tell me. Every person has to show up to show and hear Kriya Satora. It's not saying that. It's saying once it's open, you happen to be in show and it's open, you cannot do something that is a sign of disrespect to the Torah. Now, it is interesting, of course, because, you know, uh, because, well, no, besides that, no, they close the Torah before they get up to say it's our Torah or whatever. No, the problem is that people that are like talking in Torah, even if they're talking in Torah, but talking in Torah during, an ali- during the Aliyah, or even like, you know, what if you're not talking? What if you're just like reading, like, a, a, you know, a, something on the, you know, but if you're not actually listening, that might be the difference between the Shkika and the and Lahazin, right? So Tosos, anyway, let's look a quick look at the Tosros. I know we've got to keep on moving. Let's take a look at the Tosros. You see that Tosros? would turn his face away. The Goris, and he'd learn. Now, Goris could mean out loud, but it doesn't necessarily mean out loud. Okay? So, he wasn't facing. Well, he did that as a way, so it shouldn't be a blatant disrespect. Okay? It could sound worse. It depends on, right? But it could, uh, it depends on your perspective. Anyway, they're doing their thing, I'm doing my thing. Okay, now which also em- emphasizes a different type of a community, which is true even until today. There are the showgoers and there are the learners. You want to go ahead and, you know, and, and, and fine, you go ahead, you listen to your I, I I'm still in the middle of, you know, learning the Dafyomi over here. Okay, anyway, one minute, so how did he do that? Okay, and it's interesting, he didn't just say that it was about Lissapair. Okay, although maybe he assumes that Garis means out loud. Maybe that makes it enough. You're not directly facing it and doing something else. Okay? It's sort of like you're putting yourself in a different room. Okay? You could say the act of turning your back is self disrespectful. Okay. He was blind. Now, you could have said, is the fact that he was blind, what is that, how does that make it? Maybe it means that he's not as much involved in the experience, but again, if it's reading from the Torah. So then he says, he would never be able to be a Kore himself because you, you can't be Kore if you're blind. So even the Potter Mikriya and therefore it was not a problem for him to be now again if you could say what this means is that the whole point of the Gemara is that you have a chiv to be shomea you know kriya Torah and he somehow didn't have a chiv to be shomea because he didn't have a chiv to be kore I don't see any of that I see him I see this saying that to what degree are you sort of like part it's like it's a difficult thing to say because Adarabi you'd want to say the opposite I mean he's saying it to be matari to the Gemara mm-hmm. but you'd want to say what do you mean I mean, the people can be part of the experience without necessarily being like, you know, directly innate, like imagining themselves as being the co-ring themselves, you know. But I think that that's what Tosis is trying to frame, that to some degree he wasn't as fully part of the experience, so therefore he didn't, it wasn't as disrespectful for him to be doing something else, which is a nice way to explain that, but not, not such of an inclusive sort of way of thinking about it in general. Then in the end, Tosis says, Me and Mistavik Pirish Rach, the Pirish Haslam, the Kavka Okay, if all you're doing is learning, so okay, give him a tour. He's just totally in learning. For him, it's like he gets a 
special exemption, okay? Which is sort of like what he is saying. Everybody else, their ideas, you know, hearing the say for Tara, me, I got something. Yeah, anyway, what? No, he, he, was, a prof- he was a writer. Professional he was a learner, professional. right. He's exactly. I'm right. confused about one thing. So when you say Niftach, right, it's yeah. certainly not just to read, but Niftach could be like, you know, like the guy is making the brachot on it, right? Right. So that would be, but let's say they're covering it in Mr. Barak, then, yeah. then you can't yeah. have a problem. Yeah, right. Then it would even talk a lot of yeah. Is that, so that's not yeah. considered rude. No. Or, and Kavachomer to learn on your own. Yeah. would be fine. Yeah. That's the sort of Bengavra, Lagavra type thing. Okay. So now the verse is like this. Okay. Moving back. So that was a very interesting interruption. Okay. But now back to this. Um, what about standing during this period? Is that simple? No. All right. Come on. We, we're not covering everything. Zavar Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi. And said Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi. Koko Inshalo Notul Yodav Lo Yises Kapav. Now we get to the walking out. If you don't wash your hands, you can't do Nesias Kapayim. Sinamar Suiyadechem Kodesh. Lift up your hands holy and bless God. Now, which part of the puzzle did they learn that from? I mean, Nisiat Kapayim, right? They lift them up. So, presumably, they get it from the word Kodesh, to sanctify the hands, right? So, that's where they get it. Their hands have to be Kodesh, and then Kiddush Adam Raglaim, and then Baruch Wat Hashem. So, Rashi says that it means that they would wash their hands right before. Rashi says, Shalom Natalis Yad of Rashi, four lines from the top of the, uh, from after the narrow lines begin. Rashi says, Lifne Alasolid. Before. Tosa says, look at the Tosa, he says, Tosa says, Pierce Rashi, Amelie Rebbe, Inato Yadav Shachris, Vinitar, Kohen, Enotar Chlito Yadav Kesha Oluladuchan. So that's what he, what he had in that, a, version, a, a line like that in his Rashi. And then he said, if you did it in the morning, that's okay. And he says, Uchimiduma, Shahutach Mehagas Talmud, that some student of Rashi just scribbled that in. Okay, Sharei, Enu Shonamaz Makek, because Rashi's, how he Explains the line in the Gemara it does not sound like that. Okay, though the Maisi Gemara cross Uyadechem Kodesh Uvarchu Mashma Take Eflin Tios Yadayim Birchas Kohenim. Okay, and now uh, so and that is of course what we do. Except of course if the Shliach Tzibur is himself a Kohen, then he has to do it before the davening begins. Um, and uh, Tosu, the rest of Tosu tries to figure out exactly how how immediately before is defined as immediate. But as I think. Michael was correctly saying before the Das began, you know, the question we raised yesterday of how much do you see this as a type of a shavus and a voda, and how much do you see this as a, a bracha, but not in the avoda context. So, you know, you could say, well, washing the hands is very consistent with, you know, what they did prior to the avoda. On the other hand, you could say that it doesn't quote the pasuk. It didn't, he, why didn't it quote the pasuk about washing your hands before the avoda? It quotes a special pasuk. So it's maybe unique to birchas koning without putting it in the larger avoda context. So, yes. Right, so it might be a little bit of a play on words, so, you know, right. Or it might just be an assumption that there's an element of elevating its Kiddushah, you know, in that, you know, but you're right. I mean, whether it means it's reading Kiddush just technically to, to wash, or it's, play, you know, and that's, or it's just saying holy, how does it get holy through washing, right. Why did you live such a long life? I always think these words are fascinating because it's like, did he, did he really know the answer? Like his, his answer is what he himself thinks is special about what he did. So, right. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, but anyway, but no, but I mean, what, so what it's, meaning in a way, what I'm saying it is, is that when the Gemara says, the answer doesn't prove that doing X, Y, and Z leads to Arichus Yomim. What the answer is really telling you is what this person thought was so important and distinct 
distinctive about their practices, you know, and they at least attributed to their long life. Okay, anyway, so, I never made a show a shortcut. And I did not step over the holy people because would, everybody would be sitting on the floor and the, uh, you know, the rabbi would be up front and giving the, uh, the, the shear. And if you had to get to the front of the room, you'd have to step over people. So he said, I made sure, you know, I mean, for my grandmother, that was like a big eye in horror. You don't step over a person. But this is more of a kavod. I'm Kodesh. Like, I'm the rabbi. I'm going to walk over them. So you made sure that you get to your place before everybody else so shows up. Right. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Below nasati kapai, below bracha. And I would always make a bracha before birchas kohanim, which is interesting, right? Because yeah. and that, it sounds like that wasn't that's so obvious that you would make a bracha before birchas kohanim. Okay. So my, especially to the degree that it's like folded into the Shmona Esrei, right? So that's an excellent point. To make a bracha on a bracha, right? Like, you know, is... Uh, is uh, right. So I mean, we don't make. Why don't we make a bracha before we start birchas hamazon? I should show me to somebody to write. I'll be hamazon. So you're absolutely right to make a. Do you like your dime? No. What do you mean? This bracha. No, 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 no. What do you mean? No, no, no. I didn't do birchas kohanim, but without a bracha. My mevarich. No, 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 no. My mevarich. What bracha would he make? So, but I mean, I think that Michael makes a very good point. That that that's you know, it's not so pashut that something that itself qualifies as a bracha gets an explicit bracha. So my mevarich. I'm Rav Zera. So I think it's a very interesting bracha because first of all the Ava which we mentioned goes back to the Gemara about Sari Ayin but also the interesting exchange of words but you know it's interesting because normally that's you know that bracha is normally like everybody is well everybody you know often it's men but you know at least speaks to the concept of like corporate Israel but what do you do when it's something that is specific, you know, to Kohanim? So it's Kiddushanu, so is the, you know, so then does the new, we always speak in the plural. You know, does that plural speak about Kla Yisrael? Who's the we? Right? The males? I mean, does it speak about whatever? So here, how does the new, Kiddushanu mean we, the Kohanim? Right? So there's like a specifier of Haron, and that's the Kiddushah. Your Kiddushanu, we, we have this Kiddushat Haron that allows us, gives us this mitzvah. So I don't think it's a way of sort of, I don't think it's an elitist statement we're, we're holier, you know, than that like to emphasize we're holier than everybody else but I think it's a necessary clarification statement, you know, of who is you know, who is mitzvah, you know to be levarech atamo Yisrael I do wonder what would be, I didn't check, like before Kohen would eat a chatas, right, he'd make a bracha I think, and uh, I think it's in the Tosefta mm-hmm. and it's the bracha, sheri kishan mitzvah v'tzivanu al-achilat chatas or sheri kishan mitzvah v'tzivanu you know, v'tzivanu Right? There's other things that are just for the Kohanim, you know, that are mitzvahs. So I would have to check what that nusach is. We don't have a source, though, for this Birch for the bracha of, of the Birch This is a source, no, no, I Meaning, like, oh, because it's nothing to do with Arach That's our source? No, I, I mean, once it gets articulated and the nusach gets articulated, then it becomes assumed that it's a halacha. But, you know, you're right. But you're right. I mean, it is funny. It certainly reflects that in his day, it was not universal practice to do that. Yes. Right, but he was he has to he's supposed to co he has a mitzvah to say those words, right? Right, but it's not his 
bracha. Um, he, he's giving. I mean, whatever it means, he's giving a bracha. Right. You give them the bracha. Vani avarchem. Kosevarchu. You bless them with my name. The Samuel Shemig. May God bless you. That what is the bracha? Not may God bless you. Right. And then I, God, will as a result give them the blessing. Right. So I understand they are like a conduit, but it's. I mean, the pasuk says kosevarchu. Right. Okay. Um, so the Gemara says. So okay. Abba ki akar. So we have a lot of interesting questions. I have to follow up on ki akar kare my amar. Now, when he moves his legs, remember we discussed before that you have to start moving towards the duchen when the, in the middle of avoda, right? Remember that that it's yeah. Okay. So when you start moving towards the duchen, what do you say? You know, there should not be in it. And, yeah, apparently, that's what the, you know. That's what says. Uh, I don't know any Kohanim here. No Kohanim around the whole table. Anyway, I mean, that's what the Shulchan Aruch Patzkin says. As the coin is moving up, he should be saying these words. Or when he gets up, if he's waiting before his bracha, before the bracha, right? Okay, right. Um, now, which is interesting, like because I, it's not exactly clear. Like, what does that mean? Like, what would be a mishol avon? Like, are they afraid they're going to like misstate the bracha, misstate the words? Does it mean that if you're the conduit for God's bracha, then you know you want to sort of be doing it with the purest? of intentions is there's a question about the intentions like it's a little bit unclear like you know I'm sure there's a lot of elaboration people as well we don't want it to be a mixture for them oh oh that's a nice idea oh that's a nice idea like that the line was it you know when what's that line you know when God wants to uh, make mock of humans he gives them what they ask for or something like that so you know that's a nice idea that the bracha itself shouldn't lead to a mixture that's a very nice idea yeah Oh, he writes them, but there you understand, right? Because when you're learning Torah and teaching, I mean, you're right. It is a nice parallel, but I'm, that's an excellent point. The question is just like, what would be the mishol and avon? Um, let me just see if the marsh if the marshal says something. No, he doesn't say anything. Hmm. I really like that shot, Michael. That's a very nice shot. Okay, so yes. He said the same thing. Because same thing that Michael said? Be in stumbling block or sinning. Can be understood as meaning that the people should not stumble or sin on account of the wealth accruing to them. Shkayach, Michael, you were mechavein. Very nice. Oh, that's interesting. Well, by the end of the brachos, we often switch to the third person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, we always keep it in the second person. Um, it's an interesting question. There are times when we switch to the third person in the middle of the bracha, but not always. Maybe because, hmm, I don't know. Okay, so that's a good point too. All right. So, um, so now, when you turn the face away um, from the tzibur, meaning, so you basically go up to the, here's, here's the choreography. The Gemara is going to spell out a little bit more, and Rashi spells that out in detail. You walk up to the Aron, or to the Duchen, okay, which is, let's say, in front of the Aron, and as you're walking up, or while you're on the Duchen, waiting for the bracha of Ritzay to be over, you, oh, to, to, to finish, you say this, he then the Kohanim 
turn around, they make their bracha, people say amen to their bracha, they do the bracha, whatever, people say amen at each section, and then they turn back to face the Aron and wait till the Shia Tibur finishes the davening. Okay, that's basically the core, I finishes Shemona Esrei. So, so when you turn your face back away from the Tibur, right, at the end of the bracha, my armor, what do you say? So Adrei Rav Chizu Lavuk for the Dorish, so he took Rav and he and he expounded, we've done what you've asked us, do for us what you have promised us. Okay? And what I like here about this is, it's do for us, but the us here now is all of Yisrael. Right? It doesn't say do for the people what you promised them, right? So we were maybe in this uh, different, distinctive role, but now we're also part, you know, do for us, as, now we're all part of the whole people, do for us what you have, what you have promised us. I, yes. Right, right there in the contract. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, it is true, but, you know, maybe it's, that would be like a little bit too uh, chutzpahdik. No, it was too chutzpahdik. God, you said, Vani, it's, you're alluding to it. You promised that to us. And then, Yishkifa Mimon Katshukha is like then, meaning the Yishtachtanu is not, quote, Yishkifa Mimon Katshukha. Yishkifa Mimon Katshukha is a request. Yishtachtanu obviously refers to the Avani of Archeim. But I think it's a little bit chutzpah. Hey, God, you said, Vani Avachem. Just do as you promised. Anyway, that's why I understand why. That's is keeping the promise, right? No, that's nice, too. So you're right. So maybe it is quote or whatever. I don't know. But it is interesting that it doesn't explicitly say Vani Avachem. But that's clearly what it's referring to. I cannot resist. I need to look at, to, uh, look at one more Tosos. What time is it? All right. So we're a little behind. But anyway, look at the Tosos. Okay, so first he goes through the whole choreography, which we'll see a little bit more of in a minute. But yeah, but look, it's like, look at a few lines from the bottom. It says like this. It says, Abishiltos, uh, one, two, three, six lines from the bottom after the two dots. Now, some have the girsa kohen shemeshamed or shemeshumad. Okay, hishamed lo yisas kapav. Okay, which actually was the whole thing, right? In the time of Tosfos, right? You have people that converted to Christianity under the Crusades or whatever, and then they came back. So, well, how would they be treated? And there's a lot of interesting to vote about that. Lo yisas karav es kapav. Degara mehorik asanefesh. The minu perkei nomdin krom shag. Once they've done tshuva and they're back in the community, they give him full honors. So they can eat the korban, they just can't do the avodah. Now you would say they can't do the avodah, they can't do birchas kohanim. No, he says, look, let's treat him like a balmum. Right, so how are you going to say, oh, look, he couldn't do the avodah if he had done that, so he can't do it. No, you know, kohanim balimum can't do the avodah and they can do everything we they can't even do nowadays, do Nisias Kapayim, get the first Aliyah, right? Because Avavzeh, Sheinlo Tomar Kain, Nimsus Mirapeya Dayan Shabali 
tshuva. Because what do you want to do? You want to keep them out of the community? You want to get them to not do tshuva? Shayomu oilo sabusha, oilo saprima. What? Now I'm going to come back to be part of the Jewish community and then I'm not going to be treated as a Kohen anymore? Like it'll be like, you know, a shaming, a de- regular shaming that gets done. Not like it's a shame not to get the first aliyah, but it's a shame if you were the Kohen to now be publicly like stripped of that type of uh, status. The Yimu Miyasos tshuva, okay? So very... Yeah. They've come back to the community after having, after having converted and now what are we going to do? Now we're going to give them second, you know, now we're going to strip them of their, of the status that they had in the past? Yes. Uh, but what about idolatry, priest, real priests who in the time of the temple All right, let's go. Idolatry. Fine. Moving on. Okay. Amar of Chista. Back to the Gemara. Lama Kedem Abed. Amar of Chista. So they keep their fingers straight out. They cannot, you know, fold them back into their hands until they've turned away. So even after the bracha is over, right, and everybody said, Amen, don't close your hands until you've turned your back away from the Sibur. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> a sign of like, as, as you're facing them, you're still, you know, you change your mode when you turn away. Okay. Oh, nice. Maybe it seems feel like you're taking it. That's a nice idea. Okay. Amr um, Abzeir, a nice explanation. Amr Abzchizda. Enakori Rishayli Kro Kohanim Achichla Amen Ifiyatibur. So now you can't say Kohanim. Now it's going to have everything choreographed. Okay. And it's going to basically be we have to finish step one before we move on to step two. So you say, you know, and everybody says, Amen, and then you don't say, Kohanim, until everybody has finished. Right, so there probably was a separate Kore, you know, it could sound like. Okay, so everybody says, Amen, to the bracha of Ritzay, and then you say, Kohanim, after the Amen is done, not in the middle. And until the Kore finishes saying Kohanim, don't start with your bracha before the, he finishes saying his Kohanim. Okay? So, and until they finish theirs, it's not so obvious. You know, they say, you know, what is it? You know, so at what point do you say Amen, you know, in that? So don't say Amen until they're done. So the bracha is not just the bracha that preceded. That's question whether this, this had this statement of Rav Zera had the bracha of Asher Kedishan of Mitzvah he might his bracha seems to be referring just to the Birchas Kohanim okay because you know again it seems like that bracha came later but anyway whether it's the Asher Kedishan or whether it's the bracha itself you wait till they're done with their word before saying Amen it's not so obvious right if everybody's doing the whole nigun Amen it's at what time do you you know in the middle at what stage wait till that fully finishes and now you don't turn away until the Shlich Tibur has Shim Shalom. So like you don't want to sort of like be or, bend your, or bend your fingers back until you've turned away. But you don't want to be like leaving, abandoning, like you know, you know, until it's a respectful time to sort of, you know, until it's, they've moved on to the next page. And they cannot go ahead and now start stepping down 
from the bima until you know. So now they're they're facing the ara on their back into the tibrum. You still don't leave until sim shalom is over. Okay. What? No. Now we're going to have a similar choreography by Kriyas Okay. The Balkari gets up and he says a bracha, right? Shabbat um, Shabbat etc. So so. Well, yes, that clearly was the case in the Gemara. So don't say Amen until that until he finishes with his bracha. And then you don't begin doing the kriya, as Michael said, right, in the time of the Gemara, if you got the Aliyah, you did the kriya yourself, until they finish their Amen. And the, and the translator doesn't begin until the reader fully finishes the Pasuk. Now, the interesting question is, what is this all about? So, um, you know, in the Gemara, I think the sense I get is is that it's just about like not about the fact that you need to hear what the other person is saying and all these cases like why do I exactly you know but it's more like it's just like you have to give each thing its space like you don't want these different ritual you know acts to overlap even if it doesn't create a technical problem Tosos analyzes this right Tosos wants to know the question whether this is based on the Trey Kali Lomishtami or not and Tosos says but I don't understand even if it was a Trey Kali Lomishtami we say that when it's Chaviv it is Mishtame and um, um, and first of all Tosu says what about the fact that you have multiple Kohanim up there so he says well you know if they're all saying the same thing that's less than if they're discordant voices and saying different things but he says it sounds like from the Gemara that Trey Kali is Mishtami even different voices if it's Chavive uh, if it's something that's like you know uh, that's, uh, that's dear so Tosu says at the end um, he says um, what does he says? he says like this he says uh So he actually says that the reason is... Oh, so Tosa is like this. He says, he says, inami. Um, it is the word line starts with the word nami. It's about ten lines before the Tosos bin Chasa. So he does bin Chasa. He goes ten lines. It says inami. Says Tosos. It's not that it's kre kalilam ishtami, but by the lishmai nami habracha honey darichin ba'amein avabi shetoin the kol sha the kol atman onim ain't shomim kol chavrehim. So Tosa says the problem is not that if some people are still saying Amen and the Kohen starts the next bracha that somebody else won't hear the Kohen's bracha. Okay, that's not the problem. Somebody else will be able to hear the bracha. I'm not going to be able to hear the bracha if I'm saying Amen. So, so it's, the consideration is for the, so, you know, it's for the people themselves even though they need to, they, they shouldn't be schlepping it out but whatever, you have to be considerate that if somebody's still schlepping out Amen so when you start the next bracha because then they won't be able, at least that person won't be able to hear. So it's still though interesting that Tosus makes it about who will and won't be able to hear and from the Gemara it doesn't sound like that's exactly the issue it just sounds like you don't you want to give each thing its due you don't want any you know you don't want one thing to be overlapping with another whether or not people will or won't be able to hear yeah uh, yes and that's also because of a question of to what degree are they considered to be like being mitzareif to the Shemona Esrei itself and therefore yeah so that's correct right, let's try to read one more line 
You can't just do the Haftorah. Okay, you have to do an Aliyah in the Torah, and then after you get the Aliyah in the Torah, then you're allowed to do the Haftorah. Same idea. You have to end one before you start the next. Okay, so you finish, you roll up the Sefer Torah, and then you begin the Haftorah. The after the Kriya Torah was done, they would take all the all the like uh, spreads, you know, the fancy uh, you know way that they cover the teva, so they would remove it and store them away. So don't remove all those fancy covers that you have to the bima. Make when the people are still in show. Wait for people to leave before stripping the teva because of of respect for the tzibur. Don't leave the show. They say for Torah they would take and they'd store in some other home that was more protected. So don't leave until the show has left the building, okay? And, and until it's been restored to its place. Um, Amar, yeah, but we don't have it. They didn't have it. Until it goes out, even maybe before it's been restored. Is there a, another door or not another door? If there's another door, then the way Rashi sort of explains it, then it goes, even before it's gone out one door, you can go out the other door because you're not preceding it out the door. But if there's only one door, it has to be the first thing out before you leave. And Amarava Barhina, after Lee, and here's the Pasuk, after God, God goes first, the Sefer Torah goes first, and then you follow. So okay, we'll end with that.